Hello and welcome to another new episode of Men and Women Talk to Marjorie Show. I am your host, Kent Blake, all the way back in Los Angeles, California, and I'm so happy to be here with you fine people today. I am joined by a wonderful panel of human beings, and I'm so happy to have them here with me. Now, um, just as some uh, programming notes, this is our last day on Monday. I know we've always, since the show started, I've always had the show on Mondays. We are now uh, starting next uh, Wednesday, which is the, uh, let me make sure I say it right, the 24th. We will be doing our show on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. And I have a new co-host. Uh, her name is, she goes by the name of Mosaic Star. I'm very excited to have her uh, join us uh, for for the program. So, um, and uh, so we have a, a lot of great shows coming up for you. Now, with that said, let me introduce my panel. And we always start off with the ladies first. And we're gonna, uh, our returning champ, uh, this lady, uh, Tori Rush, she's a podcaster herself. How are you doing, Tori? I'm great. How are you tonight, Kente? I am excellent. I am excellent. I'm glad to have you back on the program. Yeah, me too. I'm super stoked. All right. All right. And new to the show, uh, this Hello. is Sherelle. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, being this is the first time you... Uh, oh, I hate talking about myself. Um, so I'm from Denver. Um, I do have a podcast, although I have been slacking on it lately. Um, have a lot of other things going on that I have to actually tend to in real life. So I'm kind of been on hold a little bit. Um, but I live in Denver and I don't know, I'm boring. <laughs> boring. I don't I don't you seem like a very exciting woman. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say on this. I have a lot to say, but that doesn't mean that I'm not boring. That's right. All right, so let's get to the gentleman. Uh, this man, uh, you know, look, I love and respect all you guys. And with this guy, I mean, he's doing big things. Now up to 2,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. What's up? And uh, this brother, he's a, a, a father, he's a minister, he's a podcaster, and he's a teacher as well in the great state of New York. It's the one and only Andre. How you doing? Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. Privileged to be here also. Hopefully I can add something of substance to the conversation today. All right. I love it, man. I love it. Now, this gentleman, too, he's another one. He's one of the busiest men in in uh, broadcasting. Uh, in Canada, holding it down, too. He's an MC. Yeah, I said it. He's an MC. <laughs> he's a podcaster, a father as well. Uh, and everybody's a parent on the show tonight. And uh and also, uh, you know, just the all-around wonderful human being is a returning champ, the one and only Ryan Perez. What's up, Ryan? What's going on, Kente and everyone? It's nice all to right. be here. Love it. I love it. I'm glad that you are here. Now, tonight's topic is, a, I think, is a really good one because a lot of these topics come from personal experiences with myself or conversations I have with different people. And I thought, you know, this might be an interesting place to go with this. And, uh, oh, what's up, Artis is in the house. What's up, Artis? Um, and uh, excuse me, I have an ice maker in this room, and I, I should have turned it off. Uh, so if you hear ice being made in the back, that's what it is. But um, <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I'm, I'm that lazy. I got to have an ice maker in my office. Uh, <laughs> but uh, don't judge me. But um, uh so I uh, um, I wanted to talk about making up, right? About actually getting to a point, having conflict with somebody. Now, this because this show is primarily about relationships, so a lot of this is going to be about about um, how we do this in, in the guise of a relationship. But also, we can talk on a broader sense of dealing with people who are in non-romantic situations. Um, what does that look like and how, you know, you can achieve these things. So just a little story time. Uh, I had a situation with a woman I was dating quite a, quite some time ago where I won't get into the specifics, but I, you know, uh, I didn't cheat, but 
you know, I, I did something that wasn't great for the relationship. I'll leave it at that. And um, so me and this person, we were having a great relationship. Everything was going well. And then I, I screwed up, right? I really did. I screwed up. And so we, you know, I apologized. I did, you know, did everything, you know, to try to win her trust back and all of this kind of stuff. And um, we talked about it and all of that kind of stuff. And then, um, you know, the relationship was never right. It just never could be right after that point because, you know, I broke a trust with her. And also I, uh, you know, it just didn't go. And it's always kind of stuck with me that what happened there, because although we supposedly got beyond it or came to some sort of uh, understanding about it, it, it never really, you know, it never really happened, right? Uh -oh. Uh, oh, okay. So I want to start off with uh, with you, Andre. Um, when you have conflict within a relationship and you, you realize you don't want it to end, you want to move forward, what are some steps that a person who's you know, who did the offense, the offense can go to possibly make amends and move forward. Well, the, the first thing is that they should they should go in without um, expecting the person to want to stay in a relationship. Mm. Um, they if they if they've offended, then they have to be be um, willing to for that to happen because then you got to give that person space to make that decision themselves. Um, also, uh, a big thing is that the person really should not go in there with uh, the mindset that I'm gonna try to make things right and I'm gonna do things that I need to do to make it right. What they need to do is humble themselves and say, okay, I, I know I hurt you. What is it that you need from me to show you that I, I am sorry and that I wanna make it work? You know how some people, um, it seems like the person who, who does the the, the oppressor is usually the one who wants to tell the oppressed how they should react to the to being oppressed. So, uh, you know, going into a relationship, if you've offended the, you know, the person that you're in a relationship with, you need to go to them and don't, you know, without the attitude that, well, I'm trying to make this right, you need to just accept it. No, you need to humble yourself and allow them to tell you what they need from you so that you can make it right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cheryl, you know, I can imagine, you know, you've dated quite a bit, so you've probably had these situations come up. What is it that you're looking for when somebody's effed up? They just effed up. Maybe it's not something that's one of those things where it's, you know, it's done, but there might be a path back to to uh, redemption. What is it that you're looking for in someone? Definitely ownership in, you know, what, what you did to make me feel the way I'm feeling in the first place. But I definitely have to agree with what Andre said in terms of don't go into, you know, this expecting if you've done something wrong to someone, don't go into it expecting that they automatically are supposed to forgive you for, you know, whatever it is that you did, because it might not be something that I'm willing to, I might be willing to forgive you, but that doesn't mean that um, I'm willing to continue on with what we, what we've been doing. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, what do you think, uh, and I'm going to ask you this as a follow-up question, in your experience with men, dating men, what are some mistakes you've noticed men make generally in trying to get back on your good graces and stuff like that, that drives you crazy? I would just say that they're not genuine in in being sorry for what it is that they've done. They just don't want, like you said, they don't want the relationship to end, um, but they're not really genuinely actually sorry for what they did they're more so sorry that they got caught and actually offended me than they are that they actually did what it was in the first place mm. that's probably the biggest one for me mm. what, what, what about you tori the same question what are some things that drive you nuts about when men try to get back on your good side after they effed up well i'll be honest with you i'm more of the person that uh has messed up in the past so <laughs> <laughs> so uh i when i was younger i would try to compromise i would try to justify my actions i would try to 
beg and plead and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, like, if I'm going to continue on with the behavior, it's never going to, I didn't change. I kept doing the same thing. So, you know, I would get drunk or I would act fool and then he would get mad and then I would continue to do that because I wasn't learning my lesson like it didn't take it took me growing up to stop you know so I can't really say that like I expected anything from him because I knew I hurt him you know like nowadays I would be like okay you know like I would I would do it a little bit differently but is that what you were asking? Because I feel like no, I didn't answer. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, and you were being honest about that. You know, you've been a lot of times the person that needed to make amends. You know, so that's that's being honest. You know, a lot yeah. of people are not really honest about that. You know, it's always someone else's fault. That drives me nuts. It's never no accountability, and that's what uh, uh, Stephanie says in the chat: uh, no accountability or no change behavior. Yeah. Um, can we like ch chime in? Sure, please. Yeah, like that that whole thing that you just said, right? It's like, you know, and then uh, as evidence that they don't want to change, they'll bring up, you know, things that you've done in the past that hurt them at that specific moment. Right. So, you know, um, or if they offended, right, they, they want to bring that up. Well, you know, I know it hurt you, right? But you know how like last year, like, you know, in the beginning of the year, I know it was like, you know, 23 months ago, you know, to the day, but I'm saying, <laughs> um, you know, that you really can't be mad at me for doing this because you did that and it hurt my feelings too. So I think we should just let bygones be bygones and move on. No, <laughs> like we got, we got to stop doing that too. Amen. That's for sure. I just want to say too, Stephanie says in the comments, uh, her mom does that. It's definitely not just um, romantic <laughs> relationships that that happens in. Mm -hmm. Right. That's for sure. Uh, what, what about you, Ryan? Uh, um, you seem like a pretty even-handed uh, guy, probably understanding. Um, what drives you crazy when when someone has, uh, you know, made you upset and they're trying to make up with you, but you don't feel like they're doing, you know, such a good job for you? Can you rephrase that question? Because I, mm -hmm. it's hard to, yeah, go ahead. So, like, you know, when people have messed up to you mm -hmm. and um, they're supposedly trying to make things right, but they're not necessarily doing a, a good job of it in your estimation. It, it still makes mm -hmm. you upset. Mm -hmm. Well, I, you know, I think for me, it's just the continuation because I think that when people tell you sorry means that they're not going to do it again, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I think when... Uh, when people say sorry for, uh, and then, you know, after a couple of days, they resume back to the original behavior. Um, that just, that personally gets me upset. I think that, um, um, you know, I'm a pretty forgiving person. You know, I don't like to hold uh, too much grudges. I don't, I, I kind of like peace. I kind of like to move on, but I, I, I feel like also when you bring, when you bring up, additional stuff or you you try to you know if you're sorry you're sorry you know you don't have to bring up extra stuff you don't have to say well you did this and you know to just because you're pretty much justifying your behavior and mm -hmm. if you're justifying the behavior you're not really sorry not at all that, that's for sure uh now sometimes this is the thing that drives me nuts is i hate being I hate being handled. And now, do you guys know what I mean by being handled? Is like they know you feel some kind of way because you've been wrong. So instead of being really like genuine with you, they handle you. They try to play to because let's say you have an intimate relationship with this person, whether it's you know romantic or non-romantic, they know kind of where your buttons are. They know kind of how you, so then they kind of handle you and they kind of try to guide you into a place where possibly they can get away with whatever BS they did. And it drives me nuts when I feel like I'm being handled. Um, and I, I want to ask the panel, like, have you ever felt like you were being handled by someone rather than them being genuine? And how, like, how do you react to that being handled? Uh, you want to go, Andrew? I just think I 
Oh, because I, 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 I don't want to take over. Like I, I, I would like to hear somebody else's, and then I'll probably respond. That's okay. okay. Uh, Tori, you want to know? Have you ever felt like you've been handled? Yeah, like um, when people try to come, like calm down. It's not that bad. Oh my god! Like I have anxiety really bad, and like when people are like, just calm down. Never in the history of ever has telling somebody with an anxiety problem to calm down work. I'm just Why telling you. Right yeah. <laughs> Why are you so sensitive? Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're taking it too personally. Personally, you just call me this nasty name. Come on now, you know, like it's it's like a slap in the face and then like whenever they bring up things that they know that is going to upset you, like you said, pushing buttons, like, um, oh, well, you should just go take some of your crazy pills. Oh, or <laughs> this is the best one. Are you PMSing? I hate that. I oh my gosh. Like it drives me nuts. Like, please, I'm not, I'm not crazy. Don't try to gaslight me. Like I know what I'm saying. I'm completely- Let me put my emotions to just being a woman. Yes, I'm allowed to feel things. I'm not a complete zombie. Like, <laughs> oh my God, it drives me nuts. But then like, I haven't had to deal with that in a while, but I will say this. Okay, so I had to block my ex the other night because, okay, I'm gonna say this without trying to get too graphic, but I, I'm, I'm sober, I'm nine months sober. And um, he uh, was talking about drinking and I was like, yeah, no, I can't be around you when you're drinking. And he goes to me, well, you're a pussy if you can't be around me when I'm drinking. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, are you really being for real? Like I'm trying to work on my sobriety and like, this is like a big deal to me. And like, this is what you say to me. And he had no idea why I was upset. Like at all. And I'm like, so I <laughs> like facepalm, like for real. And like, so I just told him, you know, like, I can't, I can't talk to you anymore. Like you totally don't get what I'm doing. You don't care what I'm, where I'm at in my life. You want to continue to drink and that's fine. You do you. And I blocked him from everything. Yeah. That, yeah. That guy's crazy. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, so um, what about you, Shira? Have you ever felt like you were being handled, you know? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Um, just don't do it. Like, once you do that, I feel like the gloves come off on my end, too, because it's like you're basically saying, screw me. Um, because, you you know, if this if this person, if, if, I, if I'm feeling this type of way about whatever this person has done, obviously we're close enough, like you said, to for you to know what buttons you're pushing and, you know, how you're upsetting me or why you're upsetting me. You know these things. Mm -hmm. um, and then to just, just try to play me like that, like, just don't do it. The gloves come off. And then at that point, for me, because I am where I am in my life and I've gone through the things that I've gone through, I, I will always choose my piece. So I'm just gonna walk away from this situation. There's only so much uh, fixing we can do. And and just that type of behavior is just not healthy in general, right? If you're not willing to be an adult about a situation and own the things that you've done, um, that ownership is really, really important for me. But you know, if it, if it comes to that point and you feel the need to carry me like that, then I just, for me, it's just a no-go. I can't deal with you at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think um, that's that's, those are signs of, and, and I know, like, I think for the past two or three years, this has probably been the, the word of the year, that and nuance, <laughs> um, uh, narcissist. Mm -hmm. Like, that is, that is textbook narcissism. Like, textbook. Like, you look it up, that kind of behavior, those characteristics, very narcissistic, you know, mm -hmm. and that's stuff that we need to be, be careful of in relationships because they know how to handle people. They spend time with you. They learn you, and then they exploit that for their gain. Mm -hmm. So when they do something to offend you, they'll do things that belittle your feelings, or, or you know, call you uh, the other word for a little cat. Like I can't believe he said that, yo. <laughs> and they know like, exactly what they're doing. They know exactly yeah, what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's it's crazy. Like that's that's, and, and a lot of people don't realize that they're being handled. You know, mm -hmm. some of them think that oh, they're just insensitive. No, there's a motive. There is an ulterior motive for them acting that way. There's insensitivity. Insensitivity is making a joke in a crowd 
uh, and not realizing that somebody, uh, like a joke about dead people and not realizing that somebody may have just passed away that was close to somebody that's in the crowd. You know, that was an insensitive joke, right? Narcissism, right? And, and, and handling somebody is premeditated. So if they've, if they've, if they, if they know they're about to offend you, they have already drafted up the lie and backups behind it to handle you <laughs> like already. Yeah. Right, and if right. they know certain keywords will trigger you, they'll use it. Like, you know, the whole PMS thing, right? If they know that a man, and it works both ways. So we're not here trying to just, um, at least I'm not here trying to attack men, but a man would say, okay, think this stuff. I know this is going to trigger her. I'm about to end this argument quick. Uh, you PMS Like, is everything all right? <laughs> right. All of a sudden, you know, she's walking away and he's like, yes. So, yeah, you just got handled. Next thing you know, your head is in between the washer and dryer, but don't see it here nor there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see, I knew you was being messing. I knew it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so, funny. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's, um, it's definitely things you got to think about. And here's the thing that it's very hard in, in the space of a relationship to share a lot about what you know what happened before what happened later i mean what later what happened before and um you know in other previous relationships and maybe some things that you've gone through and stuff and one of the worst things that can happen is you share it with someone you think that you 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 feel safe to to and then they somehow use it back to give themselves cover you know so it's like wait a minute all of a sudden you're using Maybe when I was abused when I was younger, or you're using uh, something that you know maybe you went through in a relationship, or some a depression that you went through, and uh, it, it it makes you feel like not safe, and then unfortunately it carries on to other relationships too, and we deal with people who have like the shrapnel of previous relationships, and it, it's really it's, it's very you know it's very interesting how how we do that and sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it you know and i've done it i've been guilty you know i've been guilty of carrying on some bs from other relationships and moving it over and stuff but uh going back to our you know our topic uh making up uh and i'm gonna start off with you ryan um how do you know it's worth it to even to even try like, have you ever offended somebody, either romantic, non-romantic? You know you offended them, but then you thought to yourself, let me just let this lie. I'm not going to even try to make this right. It, 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 am I being a douche for doing that? Well, <laughs> I, you know what? I've, you know, there's situations there was a, a previous relationship before my last relationship where i just there's at a point where you know the manipulation happened so much that i just you know pretty much gave up and mm -hmm. didn't give a damn and i said okay bye because you know you know like just as um you know being handled like dre was saying like a narcissist kind of like knows how to um, you know, you can, can premeditate your actions. You can start seeing because they think in systems, they operate in systems. Um, and you can start seeing their patterns. And, and I was seeing this person's patterns. Um, you know, we're cool now and we actually have a better respect for each other. Uh, you know, now that, you know, like, um, like a year or so has gone by. Uh, but the, you know, I think for me, I just like, there's a point where, you know, it's different. Like when you, <laughs> being an entrepreneur, it's like when someone's not an entrepreneur, they got a lot of time on their hands to think about a lot of things that I wish I had the privilege to think about. Mm. Like what am I eating for dinner? And like, when are we going to go to the mall and things like those things that people think of when they don't have priorities. And, um, and I like, I don't really have the, the time to really like go back and forth with a person after, you know, if I offend you, you know, and if, if it's the, and normally it's because I'm saying the truth, 
It is what it is. I ain't got time. And it's not that I don't have the time. It's just that like I got other pressures and other issues that are going on in my life that I just don't have much time to devote to, you know, making it work if, if the relationship is falling apart. I mean, do you ever feel like that, Sherelle? Like where Oh yeah. Absolutely. Maybe you stepped in it, but then you're like, you know what? I ain't I ain't gonna even try to put this back together. I feel like it gets to a point again where just the back and forth is just like, you know what? Like, I'm not doing this with you. And and a lot of the times I hate to I hate to even say this because you know, we're we're living in a society where of course we're, cancel culture is real. Um, but you know, it's just, sometimes it's just, it's really not worth it. Like sometimes people really are being, in my opinion, super unnecessarily sensitive. I've even been, you know, super unnecessarily sensitive. So it just comes down to like, is it really that big of a deal? And is it really worth this friendship? And if you're going to, like, I've had instances where, you know, somebody's constantly brought up something that's happened and it's like, okay, if you can't let this go, like... I'm not going to keep kissing your butt. Like I've already done what I feel like I can do to make this right. I've asked you, you know, what you need for me to fix this. And you've given me these things, but every time I've done those things, you still continue to bring up whatever it is that, you know, is, is the issue. So I just, I'm not going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. There's, there's been many times where I've, I've just said, you know what, it is what it is. I know people hate it when you say it is what it is. <laughs> Sometimes some, it is. Though. It is what it is. You know, it is what it is. And uh, you know, it, it gets a, it, it for me, it gets a little harder when it's family because I'm a big, I'm real, you know, I'm a big family person. Yeah. But uh, you know, I mean, you know, you can't cancel mama. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, some people have, but. I you know, can't and I will. Anybody that disrupts my peace and my balance, you gotta go. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I you know, it gets crazy, you know? Uh, what's up, Todd? Yes, that's my, that's, that's one of my brothers, Todd oh, Bag. That's one okay. of my, 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 my bros. What's going on, bro? That's what's up, man. Yeah. But, you know, it, you know, I mean, it, some relationships you kind of will fight for, and others you'll just say, "Hey, chalk it up to the game." So, but th- this is going back to kind of like the manipulation thing. This is something me personally I can't stand, but I'm really interested. I'm gonna ask the guys this, but I really want to ask the ladies this. I'm gonna start with Cheryl and then go to uh, Tori. What about when the guy cries? And he's like, Sherelle, don't leave me, Sherelle. You know, it's I've I've actually never um I've never had a guy cry. So oh, I really? oh, I've okay. always been the crier. I'm a crybaby, believe it or not. Um I, I'm a really emotional person on own that, but um, I've never had a guy cry for it, so yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> how would you how would you react though to that? Would that be like I don't know, it really depends on the situation and where we're at, and you know, because I, I never want to uh, make anyone feel like they can't show emotion around me or they can't have feelings, they can't cry because that's not the case. Because we're all human at the end of the day. Um, so I, I don't know. It really just depends on how, why, what. You know, why are you crying? Are you crying because literally you spilled the milk, or are you crying for some real stuff? Like he's because he just realized he had a good thing, and that right. thing is not going out the door. <laughs> you know, and if it and and that's fine if you're if you're sincere about it and you know you're you're being genuine about you know crying and you're not just like putting on a show, um, then you know we we'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. What what about you, Tori? Have you ever made a guy cry? I know you made guys. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm like, yeah. they're there. No. <laughs> <laughs> I get uncomfortable when anybody cries. So I don't know what to do. I'm standing there like, uh, you know, there was this run meme and it's like this girl, she's like hunched over. um, She's hunched over a a toilet and it looks like she's puking or really upset. This guy has like a broom and he's like touching her shoulder. And it's just there, there. Like that's kind of how I feel in most of the situations. But like, 
Um, for some reason, like every time a guy cries around me, I'm like, man, fuck up. Really? What's <laughs> happening? Like, <laughs> I don't mean to sound so callous, but you're you're crying over something like not that. Oh, like <laughs> it doesn't make me want to cry. It makes me want to laugh, and I think that's a little sadistic of me. Like, <laughs> hilarious. I mean, it, it is also a tactic too. By the way, the whole crying piece. Yes, I yeah. know your game, buddy. I know what you're up to. <laughs> yeah. like, I never showed emotion. I never showed emotion before, but now it's like, oh, don't leave me, Tori. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. Where did this come from? Yesterday you were talking about fat booty bitches, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. And now you're you're Mr. Cry Guy. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if you if the fellas, if you guys ever cried or it made a guy a woman cry. Uh because you know you didn't want to be with them anymore or you know, something to like to that effect. Uh yes to both. Mm, okay. Yeah, yes to both. Um, now, um, here's the thing though, right? If I cry once in front of, you know, uh, a lady and she ridicules me for it, she will never, ever, ever <laughs> see me cry again. Right. Won't happen. Won't happen. Right. Um, at that point I have to protect my, myself, you know, like Cheryl, you want, you know, peace above all else. Right. Mm-hmm. Part of that is if a man is willing to cry in front of a lady genuinely, like let that emotion out and cry. Mm-hmm. He has found something in her mm. that's worth trusting. Right, right, right. If he cries and he's yeah. met with ridicule and he's seen as weak, then after that, if he becomes cold, if he becomes detached, then the reason why he's done that is because he has to protect himself from you. Yeah. You know. So, uh, but crying very well, like again, men, people in general can use crying as a tactic to um, manipulate. You know, right. uh, they, they, they've cheated and got somebody else pregnant, and all of a sudden, he oh, it's over to, anyway. At that yeah, he, he's crying <laughs> and he's trying to pull your, your heartstrings and, 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 you know, all that stuff, and then want to cry and all that stuff. Yeah, people can do it. But here's the thing, though, right? And I'm not sure, ladies, I'm, I hope I don't offend you. But I find that even better than men when it comes to crying are women and using that as a means to manipulate a situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm favor. a bad girlfriend. What can I do? No, let, let's, go, let's not even use it in relationships. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask you guys this. All right. Have you or do you know of any of your girlfriends who have ever gotten pulled over by the cops and the first thing they did was cry? They yeah. didn't even go, they didn't even go straight to their sexual appeal. They went straight into tears. And the officer was like, All right, listen, let, all right, stop, stop. I'll just let you off with a warning. Just go. Okay. Um, can I I don't wanna say I'm black. They don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jail whether I cry or not. So. You know what? Dry those tears with this ticket. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And make sure that you're not wearing mascara because we are taking your, your, your picture just like that. Yes, they do not but, care. Yeah. But crying could definitely be a tactic, but for, for men, um, especially if they, they're not accustomed to showing emotions and they're starting to. If they've given that, that because the thing is, I think women don't look at it as a, a, a privileged place to be in a man's life. Trust me. For a man who has dealt with trauma in the past, who, who deals with trusting women, he lets you into that space. That is something to cherish and hold on to because he has he's showing you in that, in that specific moment that he trusts you. Mm-hmm. And that's an opportunity for you to take what he's giving you and not after he's cheated. If he cries after he's cheated, he's manipulating you. Right, he's trying to manipulate. But you know, if he's crying for, um, you know, for something else, you know, then I think you, you should you should cherish it. Now, uh, what about you, Ryan? Have you ever had a girl you felt like was crying for a tactic, tactically crying all the time? But you know, yeah. the thing is, uh, I keep on saying I live in Calgary and. You know what? Especially when I'm dealing uh, with uh, uh, with women outside my cultural group, um, crying 
seems to be something that is quite apparent and because the privilege is different like you know because when i'm dating with, with women in my community um you know like it takes a lot for them to cry it takes a lot for them to get to that headspace because you know there's just there are pressures and things that that we've dealt with whether in our childhood that we just like you know there's just little things but when I've had situations where, you know, um, girlfriends would just cry over the just most ridiculous things. And because uh, you don't want them to cry because they know, like, if they cry loud enough, even people automatically think that you're the aggressor, you know, as being a black man. So I've been in that situation a lot to the point where I don't even want to be in those type of relationships anymore because, you know, um, in even like... Because my have I have a I have a I have a register with my voice. My mentor was a um, he's a, a master bluesman. He told me to stand in front of that wall and keep on singing until you hear your voice echo back. So my voice registers and echoes. So when I'm like worked up or we're you know talking about something, sometimes it's loud. Um, and I'm and they're like, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm not yelling at you. I'm I'm in, and and I say exactly like this. I'm not yelling, yelling at you. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. Look at the tone. You're gonna have to tone down the voice. And and I'm like, okay. And then I shut down. I'm just like, at this point, I just don't want to say anything because it's like, you, you know, yeah. but dealing with people in my community, they understand. Like, it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yell at people and I, and I don't, most of the arguments that I've been in, it's over like stupid things like whether we should have Christmas or not, right? Like, you know, well, Christmas is a big deal, but I've had an argument over Christmas because I personally don't like to celebrate Christmas. Right. But, you know, um, um, and this more for, for, for reasons due to slavery and all this other stuff, you know, like just due to white supremacy and whatnot, I don't want to celebrate it. And then it's, it's a big issue, but we could be crying over other things like that have bigger impact. You know what I mean? But maybe I'm just, as I'm talking it out loud, maybe like I should not shame the other person for wanting that. But I think that like in, 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 I've been in those situations a lot and I feel it's, and now I look at it as highly manipulative. Mm, yeah, highly, highly manipulative. Now, being that Sherelle, this is her first time on the show, you get the first crack at this one. Oh gosh. Now there is this, also there's this thought in relationships, and we're talking about romantic relationships specifically with this one, that there is an advantage to making up because possibly the adult time with the person might be more intense. Have you ever heard that theory? Of course, I think we all have. <laughs> Break up to makeup. You know, sometimes the what they say, the makeup is uh, better than uh, than the average or whatever. Is right. you know, there's some people that like a little conflict so that they can, you know, resolve it. Uh, you know, with some grown folks action. No, uh, my question to you is: Do you is there any truth in that? Into you, have you ever experienced that? Where you know what we went through something, but then the makeup was pretty uh, spectacular. Uh, you know, the grown folks. Out there. Maybe when I was a little bit younger, and I'm not super old now, but um, maybe when I was a little bit younger. But now it's it's literally. I need my peace. Like I don't want to fight with anybody over anything. Like it's cool to have disagreements about things, you know, you don't like this, I don't like that, let's discuss it uh, and move on from there. But I don't like conflict, I just don't. Like I've, I've, I've had enough of it in, in my life and um, it's just not something that I'm interested in dealing with for, to me, there's no benefits to it. There's no perks, there's no benefits. You know, it's just, it's another, it's another fucking headache for me. Um, and it's, it's just not something that I'm willing to deal with. So no, I don't think that there's um, just, just to have better sex, we should, have a dumbass argument like <laughs> I would like to you, Tori. Have you ever uh, subscribed to that? In your, you know, maybe maybe not now. Maybe when you were younger, you know, the idea of you know what we uh, uh oh we lost it. 
So we'll go with you, uh, Andre. Have you ever have you ever experienced some sort of pleasantry out of the breakup, the makeup, or the you know? Not, not, not me, because uh, again, I'm I'm one that believes in peace, and yeah, you'll become instantly unattractive to me if you know. Uh, oh, I, I'll become instantly unattracted to you at that specific moment, and there's probably nothing you can do, nothing <laughs> that you can do to get a, a rise out of me to <laughs> be able to, to engage in any kind of intimate moments, especially after that. We're going to need a couple of days to, to iron out our, our feelings and emotions, but that's just me because I, I care. Like I, I really care about you. So we before we can get there, I need to know that we're, we're both good. Like we're both good, and, and I'm I'm gonna make an uh, uh I'm gonna make a uh, well a statement, but I, I'm gonna go to you, Tori. Have you ever have you ever had the uh, electricity of a breakup? Oh yeah, like there was definitely I've been in relationships where like when it was good, it was so good, and then whenever it was bad, it was so bad, and then I've also been where like. It's so hot and cold, you know what I mean? Like one minute you're like, I love you. And the next minute you're pulling out the butcher knife ready to stab <laughs> him in the face, you know? Like I've yeah. definitely been in those situations. And like it, I've never really stabbed anybody, guys. Don't don't get off. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's just kind of how like it is for me. Like um, in a lot of relationships that I've been in, the passion, but like the passion of making up is like great because like, you're like, oh, I forgive you and let's have lots of sex. And then it's great. Like makeup sex is great. Like, especially if you're really angry with everybody, you know? <laughs> I would be honest with you. I was in a relationship that was toxic as heck. And the only the only thing that was great was uh, the angry uh, adult moments we had. <laughs> I <don't laughs> I was in a situation like that where I it got to a point where I couldn't stand the person, but it was, I don't know I couldn't explain it. It was like you know we would have our changes and then you know I was younger I was much younger. And uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I said too. For me, it was younger. It's that right. younger, right? So I definitely experienced that, and you know, and then I think that actually kept uh, that that kept us together a lot longer than we should have been. We really yeah. shouldn't have been with each other at all, but uh, we were, and uh, it was toxic as hell. But uh, you know, I I wouldn't do that again. I couldn't do that mm. again. But but I guess when you're young, you know. Like I used to go to clubs. I used to go to clubs where people get shot every Friday, but I'd go there on a Friday. Ain't that dumb? That's dumb as hell, right? But I was young. It's like, oh, let's go on Friday night. Let's get shot night. And I was there. So yeah. it's like, the, the one that Pookie got shot in last week. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's go, man. Let's, you know, like think about it now. Yeah. Like I, that was dumb, right? Why would I go to a place like that? But I'm yeah, but you know, I mean, if I if I started just talking about the things I did when I was younger, and I was a pretty bright person, <laughs> but I did some dumb stuff when I think about what I. Did. I mean, we all did some dumb stuff when we were younger. Yeah, you know, it's it's you know it's 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 really fascinating. But um, okay, so let's talk about this now. I I've been in long-standing feuds, right? I'm talking about like we're not talking about with in relationships. We're talking about where, you know, me and JoJo had this disagreement, and we just don't mess with each other no more, right? We don't mess with each other no more, even though we kind of have a similar circle. Oh, JoJo's gonna be at that party. I, you know, I ain't coming to your party. You know, I've had situations like that, and one thing I've as I've gotten older, I find that if you can, you want to get rid of those things, you know? And a lot of it is pride because you feel like you were right, right? Like you were, you were standing in your rightness, right? But you know what? And sometimes I think it does help you spiritually to, we don't have to be best friends. We don't have to be compadres, but 
I've actually got on better terms with people that I had long-standing issues with. You know, and I took the, you know what? Even though I felt like they did me wrong, I took the thing and said, look, man, I don't want to continue this, you know? And I've made up with them. And honestly, I feel like, I feel like sometimes that can actually bring you peace when you do stuff like that. Now, you know, call me crazy or maybe I'm psycho, but I, you know, I'm gonna start with you, Ryan. Do you, do you think there's anything to what I'm saying? Uh, well, you said a lot of things. So, um, what killing, killing some of your beefs, whether you feel like you're right or wrong. But, mm-hmm. Well, but you, you know what? You, Most of the times I do, and I have really good standing relationships with a lot of my ex-girlfriends, um, you know, including my baby mama. I think, you know, uh, I remember Stephanie telling me that I don't, I don't date black women, but she's, uh, <laughs> but um, I do date black women just for the record. Um, but she is, you know, but she's been, we have a long standing relationship with my son. We have a, a long standing co-parenting relationship, mm-hmm. um, you know, but there was one, my last relationship that I had was one of the best, like in terms of everything all aligning, but it was one of the worst at the same time because, you know, she went, people were messaging her privately in her DMs and saying, oh, Ryan, we all know Ryan, Ryan's a narcissist and all these different things that they said about me, which, you know, which is not true, but it it is what it is, right? And I had to kind of eat that up. Um, and that probably, that situation, that whole scenario, it was over one situation um, of me not taking a phone call because I was in between meetings. Um, and it was just to hear a doctor's, um, it was to hear a doctor's result. And I like, I was literally, October was a really bad month for me. I had to like, you know, I, I'm a single father here. I had to kind of put my business first. And um, it turned out to a really bad breakup uh, where she was texting me, sending me messages of screenshots of posts that I made on my personal thing that people were sending her and then seeing the messages of these it people really um, these people calling me a narcissist and saying, oh, I want attention and all this other stuff. And it was it was really bad. And she's like, do you know, you got a lot of people that don't like you and 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 it, it I like the two weeks that I had to go through that really messed me up. And it also um, messed up jobs that I was working on. I, I, and, and from that day onward, I said to myself, I will never let anyone get into my head the way that she did. Because it was like, again, I was explaining like one of the best relationships I ever had. So when you go from high and then you crash mm. so low and being called a narcissist, but when the actions that were being done were narcissistic, towards me so it was it was very interesting and and not every situation you can repair there's a lot of people that i've been in relationships where women have done things that you know that were foul but i've forgiven them this was one of those situations that i could never you know repair that relationship because it hit me so hard it was really hard to recover from that one because I was already going financially that month. I was not really going through the best month because people weren't paying their bills due to COVID. And just to have all that come down on you in addition to that, that was like a very, it, it was like traumatic. It, 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 it really messed with me because you think the people that are in your Facebook or your, well, I, we know that they're not your friends, but it just all went, came crashing down and people were believing into a narrative that, you know, like it was, it was, it was tough. Right. But I guess it, in the position that I'm in, you kind of have to take what you take from those scenarios, but that's one situation where I could never forgive somebody or patch it up. Mm. You know, I think one thing that we're really talking about in this segment of the show is, is forgiveness and the power of forgiveness. And sometimes, you know, I'll be honest with you. I haven't been the most forgiving person throughout the bulk of my life. And in the last, I would say, five, six years, I've become way more forgiving. And there's a lot of power in it. And sometimes I get it because you things are the bridge is so burnt that you just can't. But 
I do find that when you are able to forgive someone for yourself, it can free you up in a lot of ways. And a lot because a lot of this stuff are like tethers that are just dragging you down. You know what I mean? Like, you know, holding on to anger and bitterness and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, because I've been places where I, I would be in the same room with someone and I would see them. And then I would, uh, you know, you know, I, I would have anger because of something that's happened, you know, uh, you know, between us. So my my question to you, uh, Andre, yeah. is uh, just just speak to what forgiveness or making up with someone or making amends with someone. Whether let's say you were totally wrong, yeah. So you know you're totally wrong, but getting to a to a point where you can forgive someone, even when they're not necessarily asking for forgiveness. Um, you so know, you talk about as far as from, from from the person who needs to do the forgiving. Yeah, like I mean, let me go for yourself more so than just for, for them. Can you speak okay. for that? Oh yeah, because that and that's huge too. Because um, if so, letting letting things go is is less about what the person did to you and more about the peace that you can receive from letting it go um uh, and here's the thing though you got to learn when it's time to let the person go or let the situation go mm. all right and you got to know the difference and it's hard because it's a thin line it's a fine line okay some it's, 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 both yeah yeah well the dope thing is that if you let go of the person you let go of the situation at the same time mm -hmm. so but that's why you got to really know when 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 to do that so you're, again, you're, I love that Sherelle mentioned this. Like your peace has to be above all all else, right? And sometimes uh, letting the person go or letting the situation go, depending on the, uh, the the severity of the situation, will give you peace. All right, especially if it's a small thing. All right, because um, certain things, certain hills, we we don't need to really die on. You know, certain certain hills. Like, you know, you know, it's going to be there. So we'll just keep walking over it as long as it doesn't grow. When it starts to grow, we got to be like, listen, we need to nip this in the bud right now. But um, uh, when it comes to forgiveness and moving on, that's more for your peace than it is for for them. OK. And I think that's that's something that a lot of us don't like to do, because uh, the, the truth is, because we are human beings, if somebody has hurt us, we really want them to be hurt the same way. We want them to feel what we feel. So what we try to do is we try to force empathy on the person by putting them in a situation where they're going to be hurt the same way we've been hurt. And that's not how we 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 can't induce empathy. <laughs> like that, that empathy is the one thing that you cannot induce because once you do that, it's no longer uh, uh, empathy is no longer the focus. It's revenge. So when it comes to things like that. I'm just going to let it go. You know what? And not, not not only am I going to let it go. I think you know you and I, for us to both be at peace, we need to to be at peace alone and separate. Uh, I can no longer allow you to to um, press down my peace. So I forgive you, but I'm probably never going to be able to trust you again. And because I can't trust you again, I think we should just move on. Amen. And sometimes you got to let some people go. Now I, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm not gonna go into too much of these de details. There's a person in my life I've known my whole life. Uh, they're older than me. They knew me when I was a baby. This person, maybe 15 years ago, did something really dirty to me, right? I'm talking about really dirty. I'm not gonna get into what this person did. And I can't stand this individual, right? I can't, uh, I can't stand this individual, right? I can't, this person is, uh, um, I mean, I'm sometimes in the same space with this person, right? I'm sometimes in the same space with this person. And to be honest with you, I don't even be in the same room with them. I'm very upset and everybody knows it. It's not even a secret. This person's never apologized for what they've done to me. This person, is uh and i wasn't the only offended party i'm not the only offended party uh there was other people that they did the same thing to wow. those people have forgiven them right 
even though they've never she's never asked for forgiveness but they've in their head they've forgiven them and said you know what it is what it is and they they kind of they mess with them right and i honestly i can't stand that individual because of what happened and i've had people in my family say because they were around right this person and they said look you need to just go ahead and and um make up with her right and i'm like well she's never asked for forgiveness and then i just said to myself you know i don't want to I, I i tried i literally tried i i said you know what it's been 15 years or whatever it's been a long ass time right but what this person did is just angers me so much that I can't, I couldn't do it. Maybe if they came to me and was like, "Look, she know what she did," so it's not even a, a question of that. But you know, I know in my heart that I should come to some sort of um, peace with that person, right? I know that it's probably beneficial to myself, right? But there is something in me that just won't let me do it. I feel like we all have that one person, though. Like, we all have that one person that's just like, you know what? No. <laughs> no. Wow. Yeah. And, I, you know, and I feel like, is there is there something deficient with myself that I can't do it? Like, I thought about it because I actually tried. Like The fact that you've tried and the fact that you've thought about it, I don't think that there's there's any deficiencies there. I feel like there really is just that one person where they do something to us that's just that bad. I think we all have that one person where just like, no, like I said, just no. There's no other explanation for it. There's no, you know, you tried, you, you just... You just can't do it for whatever reason within you. You feel like what they did to you was just that wrong. Nobody can tell you how to feel about a situation. Nobody can tell you that, oh, it's not that bad. It's not, you know, worth 15 years of whatever. You know, it's it, nobody can tell you that. Right. So, you know, like I said, we all have, I have that one person like, who's just like, hell no, hell no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you that uh, this person went through something very tragic. Uh, about three, four years ago. Um, and I felt bad for the person, right? And I I couldn't call them the, you know how people were calling them to, yeah. to you know, and I, I couldn't. I just but the couldn't. fact that you felt it. Right. That's enough. I couldn't do it. That's I, all I, I needed was the spirit. I, I, I picked, look, I literally, look, I picked up the phone and then I went, I can't. Even, even with that, I still couldn't do it. So, you know, you know, it's just, you know, things are just going to be awkward when, I think, I, when they're around. You know? I think forgiveness is, it, you know, everybody has their time. And when you want to release that person, because like one of the persons in my life that has done the most harm to me was a family member. Mm. And just this year or last year, I think I finally forgave this person. Um, and, um, you know, and it took me a while to get there, but it, it does take you a while. Or maybe there's therapy because like, you have to think about it. Like, would you put a, your hand on a burner? And I think, you mm -hmm. know, like after your mom told you not to, you burnt yourself. Do you think you're going to do that again? No. Right. Um, it's because they caused you pain and you know, some people cause you pain or they upset you, but others people go right to the other edge of society to just, cause you enough pain that it hurts you and you know and so it's hard to forgive people in that vein but you 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 kind of have to get that therapy whether it's through a professional or just talking it out on your own where you try to sort it out um you know within yourself um you know how why did this cause me so much pain you know, and see how you could stop it. Because what I realized in my situation was that I let this person get in my head where it, I was working on a celebrity client's live stream and I butchered the live stream. And I had to give that client two months of free work because of me butchering that one live stream. Um, that was very, that was a wake up, you know, that if you harbor in 
these hard feelings for an individual, they could really upset parts of your life, you know? So it's, it's best to like evaluate these situations and move on and let it go. Um, because it just, it, you know, yeah, either way, I know that someone wants to speak, but that'd be my point. It's just, you have to find some way to, to move on from those things because they can hold you back. No, you're, you're a hundred percent right. You're hundred percent right. I know it too. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, I will get um, uh, get beyond it. You know, it ain't this year though. But uh, <laughs> all right, I want to thank this panel. You guys were amazing. Um, our last Monday show. I just want to let people know we're no longer going to be on Monday nights. We're going to be on Wednesday, starting next Wednesday, which is the twenty fourth. And we have, uh, and, and uh, Stephanie will be on that episode as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and um, just very excited, very excited uh, about the change. New co-host, uh, Mosaic Star. And uh, so, um, but I want to start off with you, Tori. How can we get you on social media and all that stuff? Okay, so you can get me at uh, Tori Rush on Facebook and at Rush Tory on Instagram. That's all I'm doing right now. I have a Snapchat, but I never use it. <laughs> all right, all right. Thank you so much. And Sherelle, thank you so much. This is of the course. first time on the show. Hopefully we'll have you on much more. So how can we get you in social media? And tell us about your podcast. Um, so all of my social media is at I am Sherelle J um, on Instagram and Twitter, although I'm usually only on Instagram. Um, and like I said, I do have my podcast, No Cap Life. Um, I just haven't been putting out material like I'm supposed to. Had a lot going on, but I'm definitely um, working on getting that back going. So um, definitely check out my Instagram for more updates. All right. All right. All right. Now, the fellas. Start off with you, Ryan. How can we get you on social media and what should we be on the lookout for? Uh, we, we are still working on our living documentary at Hustle Zone TV, but you can um, catch us or catch our community on Instagram. Um, we are close to almost, we're, we're embarking 50,000 followers right. um, um, collectively on all of our social media. Um, you know, like every day we're growing, but you can come and laugh and kick it on, on at hustle zone TV and at, at, at hustle zone on Instagram. Love it. Love it. Love it. And, and finally, Andre, how can we get you in social media? What should we be on lookout? And uh, once again, tell us about yeah. the Kirk Franklin video that we should check out. Okay. Uh, all right. So I'll be quick. So the, I really want everybody to go to my, my YouTube channel, Harrison family vlogs. If you, is it there right there? This here. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Just go to YouTube and search it. From my understanding that the algorithms like it when you do search searchable stuff. So search Harrison family vlogs. I'm the only one on all of YouTube. So, uh, uh, subscribe to the channel there, hit the bell notification also. Um, the, uh, and also I have Instagram at, Andre underscore D underscore Harrison on Twitter at Andre D Harrison uh, on Facebook uh, at the dot Andre dot D dot Harrison. Uh, but definitely go to my YouTube channel, subscribe. Um, the, the video I, I just did of Kurt Franklin is just a video about um, how it's titled. Um, Does the phone call make Kurt Franklin a hypocrite? And I just share my thoughts on, on uh, the hypocrite term and how, um, people who who uh, attend church, people who believe in God, um, everyone. If you claim one to be a hypocrite because they did something like this, then you got to claim everybody to be a hypocrite because everybody has done something that wasn't that great of a representation to their faith in God. So um, it, all, all it does is it doesn't expose hypocrisy. It exposes imperfection and areas that we need growth in. So watch the video. Let me know what you guys think. Leave a comment in the comment section. Uh, below the video and uh yeah i like to engage with people and topics so all right and i put it in the uh the chat on on facebook so you thank you appreciate it right to his channel um you can uh get me at kente f on twitter kente ferguson on instagram and of course the website is indradio.org that's indradio.org join me next week for our new episode with my new co-host and uh the topic will be single too long uh, we'll be talking about... Uh, Look at the face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jarrell's eyes. 
<laughs> You're not gonna be picking topics directed directly towards me, okay? <laughs> and uh, and you know, in the following week, we have a really interesting topic. We're gonna do. We're gonna have different sets of twins. So we're gonna have uh, male. Uh, we're gonna have female identical twins, male identical twins, and fraternal twins. And we're gonna be talking about uh, what that's what that's like. So that should be interesting. So. You guys might think you have double vision that episode, but you don't. So, uh, so that uh, we have a bunch of great other topics coming up, and I'm just looking forward to this year. Uh, you guys have a great rest of your week, and God bless you. You too. Peace.